Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the next, well, current, I guess, edition of the Brothers of Grimdark. I'm Alan, and my co-host Henry is here. Squiggity, squiggity, let's get jiggity. <laughs> With his new catchphrase, apparently. And we're continuing our review of the Orc Codex, or at least the discussion of it. Now, I don't have the book. Henry has the book. Henry, what are we discussing today I in the Orc Codex? I have the term of knowledge. It's what are we discussing green, today? It's the... mean. It's hanging out the trousers. <laughs> what are we discussing today? The... Motherfucker! Like, what... God damn it. What are we discussing today? We to... need orcs. Right, I'm, I'm going to have to mute you in a second. Right, what are we discussing today in the Tome of Knowledge, then? We're discussing... Knobs. But We're discussing... <laughs> mech guns. We're discussing... The Stomper. The Stomper! The Stomper! Yes, the Stomper. We will briefly mention Gorkonauts, Dreadnoughts, and Knights. Dreadnoughts? Oh, yes. Dread... Not Death Dreads. Death Dreads and Dreadnoughts. <laughs> there! With the cloud! Right, so, which one? Starting off. Go. Start the things. Oh, hello. Let's talk... Let's talk strategies. Strategies with the big. Oh yeah, you wanted to discuss strategies, didn't you? Strategies. Okay, boys. Uh, a strategy is a stratagem, but for dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of fun stuff in the York Codex. There's a lot of fun strategies, but strategies. Strategies with the big chabatties. Um but. There's a lot of cool ones, but they're very expensive in CP. Like, Orcs are a CP-heavy army. And Orcs do get, like, cheap ways to spam battalions and brigades. Like, it's not that expensive for Orcs. But, of course, you're taking pretty naff units just to get CPs. So it's kind of like, how far do you go with it to really get the, the benefit? Oh, Orc boys aren't bad, and they're only seven points. Like, that's Fire Warrior price, and Fire Warrior price is scary. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of people talk about um, using Gretchen to fill yeah. out your battalions, but I definitely think you just go for boys. Like, boys are over twice the cost, but they well, are twice the unit. Gretchen have, like, a small role in that they are small, because they're maybe useful for, like, camping on objectives or something, while the boys are yeah, often do mean, something. And maybe if, one if or two could... units. Yeah, if, I mean, Gretchen aren't terribly great, um... Definitely good for getting shot at. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if, if you hide them in a little bit of cover, but then you have to buy... The problem with Gretchen is you do have to buy the Runtered. Otherwise, they're going to suffer terribly from uh, morale. Because basically, the Runtered uh, kills... I think it's D3 of them. <laughs> yeah, which is great. Uh, <laughs> so when they fail that morale test, which they will... Uh, I'm trying to find their unit profile. So he's just a wonderfully uh, more violent commissar. Yeah. Violent in style. And that's, that's kind of the orc... The Orc uh, go-to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gretchen have a leadership of four. Jesus! <laughs> and their toughness two. So they will get fucked by <laughs> any kind of... Like, you lose one guy, that's a morale save, and that's a bad one. <laughs> they make Gaunts look like space marines. <laughs> they really do. They really do. So, I mean, their uses are definitely limited. There is a stratagem where you can use them as shields, <laughs> but you have to position your grots in front, which everyone says is difficult. <laughs> I don't think it's that difficult. You just hold up Grotz in, to take the shots, which is amazing because you can do it against like last cannons. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, oh no, sorry, it's when you lose a wound, not a shot. Never mind. Never mind. 
Uh, well, if that last cannon rolls a one, you can throw a cross into it. <laughs> Hell, I'd do that for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's it's a bad move. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's let's just talk about a few of them because okay. everyone's talked about every stratagem. I just want to pick out a few. <laughs> we are um, lazier, you see. We're definitely lazier, but these are the more important ones. Yeah. There's a lot of fun, a lot of flavor that you can do, a lot of silly stuff like teleporting in guys, uh, making uh, your warp heads, sorry, making your um, weird boys stronger by making them warp heads, uh, more relics, all that sort of stuff, all that good stuff. Uh, but let's just look at more DACA. Mm. And it pains me to hear DACA. It should be DACA! <laughs> well, for the rest of the podcast, you know how you have to pronounce DACA. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Too much effort. I will die. I will yeah. die. My retinas will detach and my anus will become the size of a pea. Such is the effect of saying Daka at full <laughs> Such force. Is... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, until the end of the phase, this Such... unit's Daka, Daka, Daka. Or Daka, Daka, Daka! <laughs> Such happened back in the 2006 Daka crisis where too many Orc players got a bit enthusiastic while saying the word, be admitted to hospital. Retinas across the land was scrunched oh sorry they were fired at the head well anuses were scrunched shut surgeons were overworked <laughs> sorry oh god i think discord is dying can you hear me yep i can i can still hear you okay. continue you were saying about discord the... decided that it just said it stopped working but it carried on never mind okay. <laughs> thank you discord Wonderful. okay so decker 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 uh this means the unit will always hit on five or sixes um and you get the bonus shot that's kind of amazing. Bonus so, yeah. shot on a five rather than a six. Five and six. Five and six, yeah. yeah. So fives and sixes hit, and fives and sixes generate extra shots. This one is absolutely amazing. And everyone's talking about the extra shots, which is absolutely correct. Bonus yeah. shots are just bonus shots. Amazing. It's two CP. But always hitting on that five or six, that's the incredible part. Because yeah. your gits with rocket launches... Uh, flash gets, looters, anything with a bit of Daco going. Um, you know, say you have an Eldar unit with minus four to hit with that fucking relic, or just minus three because they're fucking Eldar. <laughs> Forget that. Forget that. There is no negative. There is yeah. no negative. Um, so that that's one of the amazing things. So if someone tries to do that sort of shitty, I'm going to put this guy really far out in front of you, uh, but he's got such a negative to hit that you'll never hit him. Yeah, the orcs can just do it, yeah. which is amazing. Such as the Eldar guy who has minus four to hit him. That's insane. Uh, it's it's not an optimal strategy, no. <laughs> but you can do it, um, and the orcs will just laugh at you. It's also okay, like, but... as much as it's amazing for the extra shot, like at the end of the day, those negatives to hit were affecting the orcs less than most armies. Well, uh, it's, no, actually actually. More. it's actually more, because minus one to hit is 50% of your success rate. It right? is, but if but, you're Space Marines, yeah. it's uh, 25% of your success saying, like, rate. If, uh, beyond the minus one. If it goes to like minus two or three, that's no longer affecting the Orcs. Uh, yeah, because I can't... Oh, I see <laughs> what you mean by the, with yeah. the six. Yeah. Yeah, so minus, minus one is terrible for them, but any other negative, yeah, has no effect. So there is, there is a um, yeah, diminishing returns here, in effect. Mm. Uh, mob up. Mob up is fucking crazy, lads. Oh. It's... One CP, and I'll read it to you. Use this stratagem at the end of your movement phase. Select two clan infantry, that's all it is, specifies, infantry, 
units from your army that are within two inches of each other and have the same data sheet. E.g. select two boys units or two storm boy units. If one of the units has 10 or fewer models and the other has 10 or fewer... Oh, hello. 10 or more models and the other has 10 or fewer, so like a 20 and an 8, um, the two units merge. For the rest of the battle, they are counted as a single unit for all rules purposes. This is amazing because you can mob up... Uh, oh, I forget what they're called. Tank busters. Yeah. Tank busters, looters, all that sort of stuff. So you just bring 10 extra units. So that could be 25 tank busters, all with missiles. And this is definitely a strap. Well, this actually sparked a really interesting bit of, um, well, really interesting. Uh, <laughs> interesting to us. We love doing Math Hammer. We love putting facts and figures behind it because a lot of people have these sort of generalities of, yeah, oh, this this definitely beats that. A Shadow Sword kills a knight a turn. A Shadow Sword kills a knight a turn. Well, no, it doesn't. Only 13% of the time does it kill a knight. And, you know, that. okay, everyone else doesn't care for that, but we really love we that. We do. And when, when your averages go above the success that you need, so say, for example, in a shooting attack, you get 28 wounds against a 24-wound knight, that's your average. So you're like, okay, these odds are great. Yeah. Like, on average, you are just dead. On, I can roll slightly low and I will still kill you, which is just incredible. Um, so mob up. Getting 10 extra boys in a unit is amazing because when we go back to Daka Daka, or more Daka even, um, this now affects 25 tank busters for the same price that it would affect 15. For the same price it affects 5. This is just amazing. It's vicious. Um, and it's only one command point. And yeah, okay, if, if you don't use Daka, Daka, uh, more DACA, and there's another one called La 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 La. Weird name, but they went for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, using any of the clan-specific stratagems, uh, again, would just affect them, which is amazing. Um, other than the Evil Suns, because I think that's vehicle only. So like the fire twice stratagem, that kind of thing. Things which you can only use on you know one unit. This is making the amount of uh, individuals it affects fantastic. This is part of the yeah. reason why knight stratagems are so good. Like they're, they're great in of themselves, but you're using some command points to buff, say, thirty three percent of your army rather than an eighth of it. So orcs get the ability to do that kind of thing, which is great. Yeah, and just uh, when you can do. Like some guy on Reddit, um, why we're talking about the math, is some guy on Reddit did a post about how you get 25 tank busters from mob up, then use more dagger and make them bad moons and use showing off. Now, showing off is bad moons um, stratagem, which affects bad moons infantry. And immediately after resolving your shooting attack with a bad moons infantry unit from your army, that unit can shoot all of its weapons a second time. It can only be used once per phase. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> because, yeah. Wait, so you have on. 25 tank busters, shoot twice, fives and sixes are generating more, shot, more shots. Not more hits, but more shots. And, then, and they do it twice. And the well, bonuses apply twice. Also, just briefly, that stratagem in open play, where you don't have a limitation on stratagem usage... You can make this one unit fire until you're out of stratagem, until you're out of command points. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Just you have to like head cannon; they just explode with ordnance, which is orky as fuck. Six thousand missiles. <laughs> down. 
yeah so there's there's a lot of cool shit in here there's a lot of great stratagems and again like we mentioned in our, our um jeff goldblum life finds a way uh, <laughs> would you get on with it and you uh oh fuck it what's the quote oh for fuck's sake what's the, what's the one where he bangs the table <laughs> you're selling you it. Fucked you're it. selling it. And and you're selling it. You, you you're selling it. It's like <laughs> weirdly paced. Anyway, anyway, that's what Jurassic Park people. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh the clan specific stratagems, much like the knight uh house specific stratagems, you get some really great ones with some really bad like culture bonuses. Everyone's going to hate me, but I'm going to say snake bites. I believe the snake bite culture if I flippy flappy over there. I was going to say, for those of us who don't know what any of this means, do explain. Yeah. Snake, snake bites are they're like, like a night house. Yeah. Um, yeah, they basically have six plus feel no pain across oh, the board. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, that's that's not terrible. That's Certainly not terrible. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, Death Skulls definitely had the best one. If anyone's aware of the or Codex, they know the Death Skulls one anyway. Which one's that? Because it's ridiculous. Um, get a free reroll per unit. Oh yeah, that one. all infantry is scoring. Um, what is it like plus one to your cover save or something crazy? Plus one to the cover save. Oh no, no, no. six plus invun. Sorry, I was going to say six plus invun, free reroll, and all infantry is scoring. So like knobs, mega knobs, all that sort of shit. That's pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen that one in bat reps a lot. Zog off. Sorry, I've seen that one in bat reps a lot. Yeah, yeah, everyone's using it, which I think is, I mean, okay, it's really good, but it's certainly not the most fun one because it's so good. Um, you were I've trying to find. Something I've lost all the stratagems now. It's all oh gone. Anyway, all right, all right, all right. All I want to say, and there's, there's another one which lets you fight twice in close combat. Okay. And the fighting twice in close combat is again amazing, because any bonuses or negatives that apply apply in both rounds. So like if you use a stratagem to buff it, um which there is, but I can't find it. Say there's one that gives you exploding dice where Oh yeah yeah no, no, that's it, that's it. The snake bite which one is plus one to it's a creature. Plus one to what? And you plus look use this stratagem at the start of phase, select an enemy model with a wounds characteristics of ten or more, add one to wound rolls for attacks. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah so plus one to wound. That's what I mean. And you yeah. get to select which phase it applies in. So that can be shooting, that can be close combat. So the snake bite one is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. That's, that's so insane. good. Like, any vehicle, any one vehicle, everyone gets the bonus against them. Oh, that's it is, And then cool. it's three CP. So you've got to bring the CP to really like, farm the shit out of the orcs. Tau have to work to get that. They have to get a wound first on its on the target, and they pay the same price. And then it's three CP, yeah. Yeah. And this is another interesting thing which I wanted to talk about uh, while we're here is yeah. faction traits and faction trait creep. Yeah. So everyone has really kind of complained about the orcs because their faction traits are kind of definitely creeping up in power. Like it's a hundred percent strong. They are really strong for each culture. Whereas if you compare them to space marines, because the first one everyone compares them to space marines, uh, and even like Tau, Admech, like. You know, there's some definite sore losers in those codices. Yeah. And everyone's saying that, okay, great. So this means when the Space Marines come back around, the Space Marines get three bonuses per chapter. Now, let me stop you there. This yeah. game 
should not be tit for tat, right? Yeah. Because orcs are infinitely different to space marines. Like, everything about them is different other than strength and toughness <laughs> and to hit in close combat. That's it. They are infinitely different to Tau. Yeah, so I think when you do all this kind of like, oh, look, Orcs got this stratagem, now we want it. Well, yeah. it doesn't quite translate like that. And so the Orcs got a lot of stuff which buffs their shooting. And a lot of people are like, but why can't Tau get this? Why can't Imperial Guard get this? Because it would be obscene. Yeah, it, if you gave um, Tau or Imperial Guard the extra shots on fives and sixes and ignore any minuses to hit which would take it further than fives and six. Those armies should be insane. Yeah. And just in that example there, with the monster hunter stratagem, so you get plus one to wound, yeah. um, and you said that you had to work for that with Tau because you've got to get a wound, then you get the bonus and the command point cost. Yeah. But Tau have access to far more, far higher volumes of strength eight weaponry and all that sort of shit, and like high-capacity high missile pods or whatever they're fucking called. Or even just a shit ton of strength five. A shit on strength five. You know, so Tau are entirely different fish, if you will, to the yeah. orcs. So this whole kind of tit for tat, eh, I want this because they have that. Ugh. You know, it doesn't it doesn't really wear well on me. Like, I do agree that the faction tactics are bad for the early books, yeah. but that's just because the game's developed. It's developed and they didn't know what was going to be broken or where they could push the envelope with certain things. There's also certain things they just overvalued and thought, oh, this will be insane. And it clearly wasn't. Like, so, yeah, yeah we, we would like the next time around when the older codices start being updated, we'd like them to get slightly more powerful faction buffs just to bring them in line. But we don't want it to be a case of a constant arms race because that led yeah. to seventh. Yeah. And then what will happen is when the Orcs Codex comes around next time, they've got five bonuses per, traction, per faction trait. <laughs> and Space Marines won that. So everyone gets plus one to hit. Everyone one gets plus command one point, plus three to wound on the entire army. Yeah. Not At which point, uh, whoever writes the Ultramarines Codex rolls up their sleeves. You think you've seen power creep. <laughs> you think you've seen unbalanced. <laughs> then the Eldar player rolls up his <laughs> Ah, you don't know the meaning of the word unbalanced. <laughs> D-weapons everywhere. Is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, so that's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's talk Meganobs. Yeah, let's talk Meganobs. Meganobs is so good. I fucking love Meganobs. They're scary good, actually. In We've the done... right circumstances. Yeah. We did the maths on it. Yeah. And let's just shoot you through the scenario. We went for three gallant knights. All in a tight formation. Using House Griffith. Which means they get that six-inch heroic intervention and plus one attack. Right? Yeah. So the idea here is that the Meganobs will either use their jump or use the teleport stratagem to get within nine of a knight and then charge them. So I think the heroic intervention may be different to the plus one attack one. Either way, for the sake of this argument... I think, I think it's the same one. Like, I think Griffith get heroic intervene and plus one attack whenever they heroic intervene, fall back, <laughs> knock boots, whatever it is. Maybe. They get way, everything. We're, we're assuming it's that. Yeah. So the knobs burn first. Then the other two knights pile in. Uh, and this is using a knob size of 9, right? Yeah. It can be 10, but for some reason we chose 9. I think that's my mistake, because I think in the old days it used to be you got, like, 3 lots of 3, so yeah. it's 9. Um, anyway, 
So nine knobs go in, or three boxes of new knobs, if you like. I remember the days when it was just single knobs back in boxes. <laughs> Those are the days. Nine knobs go in. They attack. Oh, no, they kill one knight in their charge. Because, you know, I was assuming you used the snake bite stratagem here. I think even without the snake bite stratagem of plus one wound, I think they can still bring down a knight. If these are knobs with kill saws, sorry, kill saws, kill saw knobs, um, they kill a, a, a knight. Then if you use the stratagem to fight twice, so a knight strikes with five feet attack, which means 15 feet attack, and kills 2.5 knobs. And now you have 6.5 knobs remaining. And then they attack back because you've elected to fight twice. So it goes charger, then opponent selects, then you select, and you can select the knobs again. That's how the stratagem works. Um, you can then still kill the other full wound knight. Which is <laughs> with terrifying. Remaining. Yeah, because I think with the, the nine go in, they kill one knight and a half. And yeah. then... The other guy, yeah, and then the second time, the 6.5 kill the knight that hasn't fought yet. So now you've killed two knights, and there's one knight on half wounds still stuck in combat with the 6.5. Okay, he can fall back and then charge again. He kills another 2.5. Uh, but yeah, it's it's curtains. But yet, uh, last week when we had the discussion, I basically said, ha, mega knobs, they are sort of the knight target. That's because I assumed they were two wounds. If they were two wounds... Knights would dick them all day, every day, with ease. <laughs> it would be illegal. <laughs> Pretty much. Illegal. But they're not, because they're three wounds this edition. Hell yeah, baby. Which is vicious. Give me some mega knob it's, It makes so much of the knight weaponry inefficient against them. Yeah, because two wounds on Math Hammer is like... Sorry, three wounds versus two damage weapons. Yeah. Oh god, is it awful. It halves all your damage. Like, like, against regular knobs, they are just straight up fucked by knights. Like, <coughs> oh god. You look at the Avenger Gatling Cannon, and it's efficient against so many targets. Like, against Guardsmen, because it's wounding on twos. Space Marines, because they're just bad. Um, Death yeah, Guard, because it's strength six versus toughness five with two damage, so actually, you know, yeah, their feel, feel no, no pain. pain is unlikely to save them. It's great against Primaris. Then it gets to these fucks. Where it's like, ah, it's going to wound them on threes. Doesn't matter. They have more wounds that make this weapon really inefficient. Yeah. And we didn't even go for goth knobs either. So goth knobs get that bonus attack on sixes. Um, God damn. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. Now, this brings us back to the very, very interesting kind of meta question. Like, where are orcs going to be? Yeah, because mega knobs are definitely accounted to knights, as we demonstrated there, and that, that's about three hundred and sixty points of mega knobs that can take out like seven hundred points worth of knights. Yeah, on average, with just a stratagem. Yeah, and there was another one as well. There's fight twice and something else, but I can't they're popping what. one guaranteed, pretty much, pretty much, because it's still Warhammer. Things can go horribly wrong, but as I said, like the six point five worth of knobs are still killing a knight on average. So that first kill is so likely. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's awesome the amount of fighty power they have. Yeah. Um, and really, against knights, there isn't a lot which is very points-efficient against them. I think yeah. the Mega Knobs might actually be the most points-efficient thing that I've come across. Because if you use, like, 700 points worth of Dark Reapers to buffing characters, yeah, they can one-shot a knight. But Mega Knobs are doing that just in their unit. And yeah. it's literally 360 points of them. 
there or thereabouts. I mean, maybe more. It's like 400, but, you know, it's still knight territory. Yeah. And this is knight taking out knight here. Um, so make it awesome. But then it brings us back to the meta question, where do orcs land? And I'm not sure if we're split here, but my opinion is that orcs aren't going to be great versus people that know how to play against them. Because I'm... we... Hmm. You, know, you, you make your we're... case, and I'll make mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we briefly spoke about it last time, where I was kind of saying that if somebody screens orcs effectively, um, it's terrible for the orcs. Like, really just terrible. So in the example of the Meganobs uh, versus knights, most knights are taken, like, either one or two in a super list. And there is always a battalion of guard. Yeah. Every single time. Like, in tournament play, every single time. So you've got um, your three units of guardsmen, which you can just stand in the way of the knights, which the Meganobs will never kill. Orc shooting is quite unreliable and you have to pump quite a lot of it into just killing units in the way uh and when the orcs connect you know don't get me wrong they connect like an absolute freight train like orcs are the close combat army in my opinion of eighth they are the best at it um points efficiency all that sort of stuff incredible really love the orcs it's just that difficulty in getting to close combat with an enemy that knows what they're doing. And also knight's mobility. Knight's mobility is actually quite a big problem for orcs because if you're kiting properly with knights, yeah, okay, speed freak armies will be able to catch you and engage you. But a lot of the orc fast units aren't good actually taking on knights. Like you are relying on tank busters, you are relying on meganops. And then, okay, so if you take tank busters, I think the best strategy to take out knights out of everything the orcs can do, I think is to deep strike your tank busters. Because if you put them in a transport, the knights will kill the transport. They're very good at just killing shit. Single target, uh, single model units, they will just get. Um, battle wagon, doesn't matter. They'll get it. Stomper, pff, you've lost already. <laughs> you've lost already. Spoiler. Um, but I think your best, best chance is to deep strike some tank busters in Maybe even hide some like behind uh, line of sight blocking terrain if there is some available. But again, I don't like people, you know, starting battles with the assumption that you do have line of sight blocking terrain, because on all the kind of tournament tables that I've played on, it's been very sparse. You get like a few buildings. Like there is no real line of sight blocking, uh, so it's kind of dangerous to assume that you get line of sight blocking terrain. Anyway, you have to deep strike the tank busters because if you go for melee melee you will never connect against a good opponent. They will just kite you and shoot the shit out of you. And orc vehicles really are going to take a harsh pounding from knights. <laughs> and the knight assault is as well. So say you had like a shock jump dragster, and for some reason you put it too close to a knight. You put it like 17 inches away from that knight. That knight then just comes forward and charges you and kills you. Because it can. <laughs> um... You know, it, it's just, uh, I don't know, it, it's very interesting because I've got this feeling that I'm going to say that they're bad and then they're just going to stomp every tournament and everyone's going to be like, oh, he's a dick. But They're probably you know going to stomp tournaments for a little while just because people don't know, how to play, don't know how to play against them in the same way that Dark Eldar did it. They turned up, everyone went, what? A bunch of people played them and they did really well because nobody knew how to counter them. 
then they died down. I think that's what's going to happen with orcs. But it's really interesting to think where orcs are going to land in terms of meta overall. Yeah. Uh, I think the orcs are going to do pretty well against Eldar. Certainly with tractor cannons, they're going to do well. But... <laughs> yeah. Which is going to be hilarious. Uh, Dark Eldar as well, they're going to do pretty well against Tau. I think they're really going to struggle against. Really going to struggle against Tau because Tau will dick on them pretty hard. Again, is... with kiting and propagate. Like, take Crute Hounds. Crute Hounds could just block a 30 orc charge. You know, by just getting in the way. For 16 points. For 16 points. And, like, even if they kill them, you know, they've had to pump shooting into it and yeah. orc shooting, you know, all stuff like that just slows them down. Um, even just throwing transports in that way, like, to stop that 30 blob, you know, and then the, the um, tower will shoot it to shit. So, yeah, the, okay, my overall synopsis, orcs definitely have teeth. They've definitely got bulls. They've definitely got moxie. But oh, I think smart. when people kind of learn how to play around them, I think a lot of that bite is going to just fall short. Yeah. Like, I, they're definitely like the close combat army. Um, in, I mean, I'd say knights are the champion close combat army, but they're just the best all-rounder um, for their role. But where orcs are going to land is going to be awkward because you look at Tyranids. Tyranids have just been pushed out as of late. Like, there's no really successful Tyranid lists right now. Like, there's not a set one you can think of. Like, there's just... If you think of Eldar, you go, okay, so you've got a mixture of craft worlds and one detachment of the Dark Eldar, so you have the uh, Agents of Vex Stratagem and you have the Unari. Um, you can be crazy and play without Unari, but you do. That's just how it's done. There's the various Loyalist builds, which are fairly set in stone. Or not set in stone, but they're... Allowed, the the framework is there, and you change a few key bits based on your own style. And it's just there isn't space for them anymore. Orcs may force a way into the meta. If they do, I think it's going to be primarily because there's a few loyalist fans. Actually, no, there'll be an initial surge, as I was saying earlier, which will then die down. There'll be a few loyalist fans who keep turning up in the same way some people bring Death Watch to tournaments, like and do well because of knights and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah. still counts. Um, their boys are really cheap and they may be able to bring it in just by having an absurd amount of boy spam and some lists just won't deal with it but I don't think they're going to be top meta like at all Like I, th I think it's going to be another sort of gatekeeper tier army of can you beat orcs in which case you can probably start doing well at a tournament like they haven't even things like Tau may cause a problem for them and Tau they aren't top tier. Well, they are top tier. It's just they aren't represented much. And really, they should be represented more, especially with the Rise of Knights. Tau should be coming back and people are just sleeping on them. Against Orcs, they really can fuck them over. Because even if it's not the Crew Hounds, which aren't run right now, but they could be, it's just a unit of five Fire Warriors. Like, if you just move that in front of the Orc Boys, the Orc Boys charge... No, sorry, their movement is going to be an inch. Their charge range is going to be another inch. But... You've robbed them of going anywhere up the board for a very low cost. And then you murder them with Riptides. Yeah, what you mean there is like move the unit right up to their, yeah, their like faces. If you move the Fire Warriors right up in front of their way, that's, what, 35 points of Fire Warriors to hold up, um, what, 210 points of boys? Yep, that's holds. Yeah. 
like I th- it is very much as you say if you learn how to play around the orcs they're gonna be really easy to play around unless there's some really cool and interesting strategies that just emerge from somewhere or maybe maybe stuff like the gorgonaut as is coming up later can somehow carry them to victory and no so- <laughs> no um i love the gorgonaut i love the model you know, it makes me laugh. I didn't like it at first, but it's little stumpy feet did <laughs> did make me a lover. Um, but this is what I want to talk about in conjunction with dreadnoughts as well. Death dreads, dreadnoughts, gorgonauts. And the problem with death noughts, death. Oh god, <laughs> the D's, the D's and the G's. Yep, the birds and the bees. Um, is that versus a knight, they are just horrendously point inefficient. And then versus infantry, they're very point sufficient. Uh, unless it's fire warriors, of course. Let's just forget fire warriors. <laughs> Let's forget fire warriors. Yeah. Um, and so, kind of, units like the Death Dread, um, yeah, you can take them as sort of vehicle killers. But again, versus infantry, they just get mobbed down. And then versus anything with a little bit of teeth, they die because they don't actually have very many wounds or much resilience. And not even very many attacks. They just have high strength, high AP, and quite high damage, like damage three on a close combat weapon, which is pretty high. Um, Unless it's the Redemptor. In which case, why are you running a Redemptor? (laughs) Yeah. And then the Gorkonaut... Dreadnoughts and Death Dreads are in the same boat of kind of, they're quite weak, they're not very resilient, they hit pretty darn hard, Mm. but against, uh, like, even say against the Gorkonaut, Gorkonaut and Knights, they kind of tear like a little chunk out of them, but then the Gorkonaut or the Knight turns around and kills them. Yeah. And kind of points efficiency, you know, it's really bad, Uh, which does upset me because Dreadnoughts are definitely in a very strange place. And they have been in a very strange place for a very long time where they kind of yo-yo between being good because their points come down uh, and then just being bad because there's something that costs more points but it's just better. Say, Riptide. Say, Knight. Uh, Now let's go to the Gorkonaut. Gorkonaut versus Knight. Like, I love the Gorkonaut. I'm really excited to play the Gorkonaut this edition because instead of its main gun being uh, heavy 3d6, it's just heavy 18 now. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's really wow. awesome. Uh, I love that. Again, it's only strength six, AP minus one, damage one. Um, but it's cool. I like that. That's awesome. That's a lot of dagger. More dagger, more yeah, happy. It's a shit ton of dagger. It comes with, you know, missiles and all this sort of stuff. And it, it comes with the big and stompy, which is basically super heavy rule, which means it can just leave combat yeah. and charge and shoot and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Uh, Gorkonaut got a points reduction, which is the really interesting part here, because the Gorkonaut wasn't great last, well, in the index. Mm. It got a points reduction, but it puts it into this really weird spot. So I think, if I'm correct, it's about 300 and... Oh, God, I can't remember. 310, 314 points or something. cheaper than a knight. It's cheaper than a knight, but it is a lot worse than a knight. Does it have an invulnerable save? No. It's categorically a lot worse. It has 18 wounds yep. and toughness 8. Save okay. 3 plus. So again, it, it's kind of like a knight-like, which is but, what the Wraith Knight is. The Wraith Knight is a, a Imperial Knight-like construct. Um, but the problem with the Gorgonaut 
and it really does upset me because I'll talk about damage as well because mm. damage is like this is a really boring episode. I'm sorry for guys that don't like number <laughs> crunching and figures, all this sort of stuff. But yeah, Look, we we like maths. Also, a lot of the this is very knight centric right now. And the reason why we're doing that is because knights define the meta an awful lot. They really do. Like things changed when a the knight codex dropped, and b when people started realizing that oh, oh, the, oh, oh, this is good. And the thing that really annoys me with that is just that there's so many imperial soup lists, and they yeah. always have one knight. Yeah, like there's there's the same combination. There's imperial guard fucking battalion in everything. The loyal thirty two, the loyal thirty two, um, and a knight. Like sometimes the knight isn't there, but very 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 often the knight is there. Yeah, because it's just points of vision, points of yeah. vision as fuck. Um, the Gorgonauts melee weapon. It has the swipe attacks, which are great, which is strength 8, AP minus 2, damage 2, but you make 3 attacks, which is 18. Oh, so it's like a foot attack. It's like a foot attack, um, yeah. which is awesome. And it's slightly higher than the knight because it comes with 6 attacks. It's got that bonus uh, 6 on the knight, the yep. generic knight, and it's got a bonus 3 on a gallant. Um, now, how many points is the smash the crush attack sorry for some reason smash is the sweep attack and crush is the i what well, I, I would I can call see that smash like if you're attack. slamming an enormous claw down into the ground compared to trying to crump something specifically yeah but in seventh monstrous creatures could do something called a smash attack oh. they basically half their attacks are reduced it to one and made one really hard attack um so yeah that that's kind of you know, confusing if you played the game before. Um, but yeah, it, it's other version where it's strength times two, fantastic. AP minus four, fantastic. Six attacks, damage D6. Jesus. That's the big problem, though. Because when you do the math hammer on it, it does 11.5 wounds to a knight. Or there uh, or thereabouts. Uh, so the knight isn't even halved. And then the knight will kill the Gorgonaut in return if it has a knight weapon. Yeah. And this is what I mean. The shooting is inferior and the close combat is inferior other than the smash attack. Like so it's better versus infantry than the knight, right? Is it? Like in close combat, yeah. In close but combat, yes. Like how quick is it? It's movement eight, so it's slower. Yeah. Uh, and of Well, because it, it only has 18 wounds, so it's weaker. Uh, you only need to do nine wounds to bracket it. Which you know, yeah, it's a big deal. Does it slow down when he gets bracketed? Yep. Okay, so what it is is it's a cheaper knight, which is better in close combat, but it's significantly but slower. worse. Worse anti super heavy close combat though. Yep. So it's a super heavy that shouldn't be near other super heavies unless it's a super heavy with a close combat. Because yeah. the new Necron fucking construct will rape this thing. Oh god, like. <laughs> It's, that that, that thing's close combat is crazy. I, I think we really need to keep an eye on that construct and the Necrons in general, just because with Necrons their points, so like everyone's been saying their points coming down in chapter approved, and I reckon they probably are because the Necrons are clearly overpriced. Their points come down a bit, and the price of knights, or specifically the Castellan, goes up. That Necron construct then becomes a really, really tasty looking super heavy. Yeah. But back to the orcs for a second. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> back to the orcs. Um, 
Okay, now this this is just again pure conjecture. Now, I would like to see it because the Xenos armies can't soup. Mm. This, this is another thing. People compare like for like. They're like, oh my god, the Space Orc Codex is worse than the. It's better than the Space Marines because of these faction traits. Yeah, but fuck you because you can pick the best unit from like ten codexes. Yeah, codices. Hence, you the know, don't don't try. And yeah, don't don't fucking try and compare orcs to vanilla space marines because that is never run. <laughs> Nobody does vanilla space marines because it's all imperial suit. Competitively. So I would love to see it where the Xenos and this this co will tie into what my next topic is. Because uh, I'll come back for mech guns because I want to do the next topic next. Okay. Um, is they should have made it so that orcs were actually better costed than the imperial counterparts. They should make it so tyranids are better costed. Than the imperial counterparts now yep. okay implications are casual gaming is ruined because the books are just inherently stronger yeah but competitive gaming is far more balanced which okay yeah that's completely <sighs> wrong that's that's the way it should never be casual gaming should always be a hundred percent the priority yeah and generally yeah, speaking with with 40k when it comes to your casual games which is what the vast majority the vast majority of people play the power level of codices doesn't matter that much unless you're a gray knight player or you know death watch player yeah far, far more the problem is that you know it's very sort of dependent on what you actually own yeah. so if someone turns up with three knights but all you own is gretchen it's like yeah the other guy's just one he's already yeah. won Gdubs yeah, okay. blatantly doesn't care about the competitive game side of things, as shown by the Knight Codex. <laughs> as shown by, like, points balance. So, yeah, just coming back to the Gorgonaut very, very swiftly, yep. and Dreadnoughts, they are priced to a very strange point because what the fuck are GW comparing them to? Like, yeah. they're worse than Knights for points, efficiency, and value uh, because a Gallon isn't that many more points than a Gorgonaut. It's really not that many, like 60, and the Gallant is just better. Yeah. Because um, it will kill super heavies, and it it just get value, and it would just be a massive distraction counterfax, whereas this thing is slower and all this. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to Death Stomper. Oh, my God, yes. Stomper! Use the Stomper. <laughs> That's what it's for. Stomper. Ah... Do you want to like explain the Stomper and all of its glory to people? Let them understand the backstory of the 1,000-point beast. Behemoth. Behemoth. Uh, I think I can actually sum up the Stomper in an anecdote. Yeah. When I went to the friendly local gaming store to pick up my codex, on the day of release, the shopkeep... Ah, oh, such a legend. ...said to me... Do you know anything about the Codex before you buy it? And I said, there's only one thing I know, and that's a lie, but I didn't know more. <laughs> there's only one thing I know, and that's that the Stomper got a 50 points reduction. That's really going to make a difference. And he turned to me and said, well, at least it didn't go up. <laughs> Fair fucking play, because this is... Terrible points efficiency. <laughs> um, it definitely has teeth. Teeth. It has teeth. Yeah. 
It's definitely Daki. There's a lot of Daka going on there. Again, it's got Moxie. But... <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> what? The Stomper and the Crisis <laughs> Battlesuit are in competition for what the fuck is going on here award. <laughs> like, this is proof. This is fundamental proof that GW does not do playtesting. Yeah. They don't. They really don't. They, or if they do... It's only with new units, and even then, they're batshit crazy because, as we pointed out, the new orc units, some of them are hit, some of them are way fucking miss. I <laughs> like, think so what they miss. must have done is they must have done their, like, titan balancing with it because the way they've sort of balanced titans is they've priced them out of the game so they're deliberately only for fun games. Yeah, but I think the stomper... I mean, you know... Because, like, they shouldn't do it to the stomper because, A, it's not that big... B, it's the same sort of investment as a Storm Surge, a Bane Blade, a Knight. It's a cheaper Wraith than the Knight. Knight. It's about £70 sterling. Wait, it's cheaper. It's cheaper. That's why I bought one, because I was like, fuck yeah, it's actually cheaper. Like Burner Boy. Burner Boys and Looters, go out and buy those kits. You know, they're cheap by GW standards. I mean, if you're an Orc player. 15 quid for a five-man elite unit. For an Orc player. 15... Like, if, if you don't collect Orcs, don't go out and buy random Orc units. Oh, do it. <laughs> it's such a saving. Think of the compensation. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so the Stomper. The Stomper is a really cool unit. Um, For those who don't know, it's an enormous, like, metal skirt wearing juggernaut. Damn right it is. The size it's of, like. Girthy. It's, it's girthy enormous. to honor Gork. That's yeah. why. Girth for Gork. And you say it got a 50 point decrease. Yes, so it's now coming in at the low, low, low price of 850 points. <laughs> you can quite literally get two knights for that amount of value. Does that include its weapons? Yeah, that, that's like all in. That's okay. all in. Because okay. I can tell you what a naked stomper costs. Oh, I can tell you. A uh, naked stomper. Yes. Heavy, no, fuck it, it's 850 points naked. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let me just check that it's fucking. Oh, yeah, it's going to be more than that because it's got missile launches. Okay, yeah. it's more than 850. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> Balls. Like, okay, it, it's got a loaded decker. It comes in at 40 wounds. Yeah. It is strength 10. It is one of the hardest hitting units in the game in terms of close combat. Uh, shooting, nothing to be sniffed at there. It has a death cannon. 72-inch range, which is long by orc standards. Like, that's mega long. Like, why would you even invent a gun that long? Because you can just crump them. <laughs> but anyway, it's a 72-inch gun, heavy 3d6 shots, strength 10, AP minus 4, damage d6. That's fucking awesome. Like, don't yep. get me wrong, that's awesome amounts of decker. Yep. It also has the Super Gatler. This one's more interesting, because it's 48 inches, Heavy 3d6, strength 7, AP minus 2, C Psycho Dagger Blaster. What? And basically, Psycho Dagger Blaster means you can fire this gun up to three times in a phase, uh, but you have to roll to see if it runs out of ammo. So if you fire it twice, it is a 2+, plus, and on a 1, it's out of ammo, which is great. So you should really be firing this thing twice, because you can just command point reroll that one. Yep. If you fire it three times... Uh, Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, to fire it three times. You have to roll that five plus. 
And if you get a five or a six, you can fire it a third time. If you don't get the five or a six, it's run out of ammo. So you only get the two. So you may as well last round. Oh, no. People have done the math on this. And you should really just go for triple shots on turn two or turn three. I guess you want to try and maximize firepower. You want to maximize firepower because this thing's probably going to die. And you do want to get it stuck into melee because it's got <laughs> loads of attacks. Stomper? Die? How? Oh, my God. And basically, if you look at the GW website, the GW website and I think their Twitch channel have boasted about the durability of the Stomper because it has 40 wounds. <laughs> 40 wounds. Oh, but it only has uh, a 3 plus armor save. No invun. Can cover this thing with a custom force field, but I think it has to be the Morkonaut version because the small diddy one on a big mech, I don't think will cover it. Because oh, does it have to huge. cover the whole model? It has to cover the whole model. Oh, not just like the base, because there is no base. It has yeah. to cover the whole model. So it's nine inch bubble, and this thing's got some long guns. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure the Gorkon. Oh, no. Wait, no. Sorry, you, you <laughs> can just embark the mech. You can embark the mech. Oh, okay. Okay. And it just means the, the whole thing gets five plus in one. So now suddenly it's durable, but it means it's it now is over a thousand points. Yeah. And a Castellan laughs at this thing. A yeah, Castellan with like a pointy face is going to laugh at this thing. 28 wounds and a five plus in one. So that means it has an effective, um, like, assuming this all goes on, invun, uh, an effective, what is that? That's, like, nearly a, another bonus seven, so it's, like, 35 wounds. Yeah. Right? Um, so, yeah, it's really not that durable, and everyone was, well, all the GW guys were, look how durable it is. That That definitely justifies the cost. It's like, no. Didn't they have a reveal no. stream which had the, st the uh, stomper in it? They did, and they even championed it for the new codex. They were like, take a look at the Stomper. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? I think they did a game with the Stomper. Say, they were like, yeah, they... this is the new codex. Here's the preview. We used the Stomper because we're crazy. <laughs> Didn't it die? However, uh, I can't remember. I don't oh, think I'm able to. I think I saw the Stomper, and I was like, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love the Stomper, and I have one. Yeah. He's called Big Red. Because um, he's big and he's black. He's big and he's black. Um, you can't use the bad moon stratagem showing off on it because that's bad moon's infantry. So it doesn't gain that bonus. I'm Despite just the fact checking. it has legs, it's not infantry. Yeah, which is a shame. I mean, how far do you want to go against a, an emperor class titan? This is infantry. I guess, yes. It's a matter of scale. Okay, so it does have the keyword orc, which means you can use more dacker on it. Which means it will get fives and sixes always hitting and fives and sixes bonus shots. And this thing does have a terrific amount of dagger. I'll just go through the weapons a minute. Yep. It has a death cannon, super gatler, three big shooters, twin big shooter, three super rockets, a scorcher, and a mega chopper. And the mega chopper is his big chainsword. And it can take an additional two super rockets. Super rockets are basically like one shot per turn. The uh, siege breaker missiles from the, the knights. Only worse because they don't get the stratagem for sniping. It's just... All of this Benny. sounds amazing, and then you remember it's about half your army if you're playing a 2,000-point game. And if your opponent has any amount of anti-tank, they're going to pop this thing, like, immediately. Pop it like a or dog. Or at the very yeah. least, bracket it. Bracket the shit out of it. Yeah, because that's the other thing. It brackets when it gets to 75% wounds. So normally what happens, guys, is when a vehicle gets to half wounds, then it gets bracketed. Not the Stomper. Stomper gets bracketed at 75%. Yeah. 
because fuck GW. <laughs> they didn't want to do 40 divided by 3. Ah, oh, fuck, how do we get that? No, it's not even half. Damn it. It's not. Yeah, it would be 20 wounds and 10 wounds. But yeah. instead, it's 40, 31 to 40, then 21 to 30, then 11 to 10, then 1 to 10. What's it's its got movement? Four. It moves 12 to begin with, so not for very long. Does it drop it 12, 9, 6, 4. Oh, God. And it drops attacks as well. And oh, it God. Yes. Oh, sorry, WS, which is terrible for it. Like, that's so, yeah. It, I mean, for narrative play, excellent. Take it. For a fun game, definitely. As long as your opponent can handle it, like, don't just bring it to a fun game against, say, Death Watch, because they're going to cry. Yeah. Or, like, some guy's, like, new game. You're like, fuck it, have a stomper against you. I've got 850 points of assault on Black Reach kits. Stomper. <laughs> you wanted fun? This is where you fun wanted fun. die. <laughs> stomper. Okay, but I love the stomper. The stomper is always a treasure in my heart, in my mind. I love the shape of the unit because it's hilarious. Um... <laughs> Always good. And it's a massive idol to gawk. So, yes, please. Yeah. Um, but again, just this is why we can say GW does no playtesting. Yeah. They just fire numbers at a board and, like, fuck it. That's what it costs. That's what it is. 40 wounds. That's got to be like a thousand points. Why? It just why is. John? Yeah. John, there's a thousand points, John. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just a thousand points. And then going back to all damage, a lot of orc weapons. Like it's quite rare to get over three or D three damage for the orcs. There are a few guns which do it, like the mega blasters and all that sort of stuff. But it's quite rare for D six damage in the orc codex, and I don't know why they decided that. Uh, probably balance because if tank busters were doing D six damage, they would be crazy good. So how much would you pay for just the stomper chassis? Because we've discussed the idea of like if if we could take knights without arms for like two hundred and seventy five points, so it's just the chassis and the legs. We would do that. It would be insane. I would pay 850 points for the Stomper Body because it's perfectly costed. <laughs> yes, it is. That 50-point reduction brought it into the line. Yeah, it's, it's now the meta. You're going to see Stompers in every game, by which I mean two. And a small Orc Battalion. <laughs> yeah, and some Gretchen. <laughs> <laughs> Just using the Gretchen... Um, Snot wall or whatever it's called. Scott Shield stratagem every turn. This stomper's like holding out Gretchen in front of it. You thought Savior yeah. Protocols was obnoxious. Yeah. It, by the way, that, that Grot Shield can only affect infantry, so there's none of that, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which brings that? us to the. Oh. Could you imagine if you could have like one tiny unit intercept like Laz Cannon shots for an enormous fuck off, like almost Titan sized thing? Wouldn't that be bullshit? It's crazy. Tau! And Mortarion. You have Death Rad Terminators leaping into the air. Little <laughs> <laughs> like springboard setup. Oh, that'd be fantastic. But yes, yeah, you want to discuss John. something else. Okay, there's two more units on the agenda. Mm-hmm. Because it kind of sums up the vibe of the Orcodics. Like there's great stuff in there, there's weird stuff in there. This is the weird, shitey, insulting, expensive one. Other than the Stomper. Other than the stomp, no, don't don't drag the stomper <laughs> down like that. You leave him he's alone. Shitey. he's he's trying. He's trying at the edge. <laughs> you know, he's a bit. He's one of the slower kids. He's not quite getting him. But, but he negotiated that fifty-point reduction. He got that. He did it. He got that. He We're doesn't realize he's still unplayable. But like any time, little like... things. He went home to his stomper mama, and uh, <laughs> I think had him on the head with a chain blade. 
even if I was the Death Watch player that ended up going up against a Stomper, I'd just be kind of happy I saw a Stomper in action. Like, yeah, I'd lose, but it was awesome. It's a relic of a bygone era. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Megboy Workshop. The Megboy Workshop is basically that same thing as the Penitent Forge Shrine or whatever it's called for the Knights. Oh, that piece of shit. Yeah, where basically you can lose all your movement for a turn to gain six inches. You can sacrifice all your shooting with a random shot weapon, so it's like D6 shots. You sacrifice all shooting because next turn you can fire six shots, Guaranteed. which again, categorically, is just worse. It's yeah. just worse. Like, everything is worse. And then if you roll a six when a vehicle is using the Mechboy Workshop, either to buff its you know, movement or whatever... Um, on the roll of a six, it gains um, extra special, and you add one to the chosen weapon's damage characteristic. That, like oh. in the course of a game, you do not get this bonus. Yeah, that's oh this my is god. Five turn game. So How much like, do they yeah. charge you for this? Points wise, I mean monetary wise. It's full power. It's full power. So about eighty points. So it's eighty points and an awful lot of dignity. Yeah. Okay. And this this brings us to the crux of the argument. If you want to do um, terrain, if you want to make terrain, custom terrain for guys, either don't give it rules or give it interesting, fluffy rules. Like This one does have an interesting, fluffy one where the mech workshop has a grabbing claw and one orc infantry unit from your army that is with one inch of the, of, uh, the mech boy workshop can operate the claw to attack someone. <laughs> Like, that's fun. That's fun. It's that, not really fun. enough, but it's definitely fun. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's the same with the Pentum Forge Shrine of the Knights. Like, I think you have to create custom rules for it to be good. So, for example, the Mechboy Workshop, I think, would be really fun if in the game of Speed Freaks, which is the offshoot game for Orcs, um, released by GW. I bought a box of it. It's very good. Great value for money. Uh, I haven't played the game yet. I'm just waiting for an opponent and to finish making the models, but I'm really excited for it. Uh, if you put the Mechboy Workshop into that, so it's like a gameplay mechanic uh, with just some fun, fluffy rules that you create yourself, like that's that's hundred percent great. Same with the Pentum Fortress. Like we were talking about doing like a gauntlet-style mission with yeah. a knight, you know, and you have to sort of get to these almost like save stations in the game. You know, you can reload a weapon or something like that. You know, that's sort of cool stuff. But just the rules as they are, like it's just it's so terrible. Why put it in the book? Like, let me just bring some fucking free terrain to have Ooh. a laugh with. You know? I guess I, I, it's fine that it's there for the purposes of, like, narrative play. And they have costed it out of anything resembling competitive, or even just matched play. So people but should I, hopefully realise. And I, I guess having it's... more things isn't bad at the end of the day. Just never, ever take this unit. I, but the thing is, is it's priced so aggressively that I don't think you even take it in friendly games because its rules aren't fun enough. I mean, like, narrative play. I'm saying any kind of points-based game, you don't take it. Oh. But having... Yeah, but why, why narrative? Why would you yeah. even bother? It's not fun. Where's the Stomper? Yeah, 100%. You take the Stomper every yeah, day yeah. if it's free. This, because this it's fun and it's, it's a laugh. This but... is massively detrimental to you if you ever use it. It's awkward, it's clunky. And it's not fun. Like... There's no point do I think, God, I'd be so much more awesome if my Stomper did nothing for a turn. Yeah, instead of shooting its Psycho Daka Blaster, let's just wait till next turn. Yeah, like that's let's just, just nonsense. And you get to repair, like, one... It has the same thing with the fucking... Where a mech can restore D3 wounds if he's a big mech or something. 
but if he uses this in conjunction with the mech workshop which does d3 wounds they repair two wounds <laughs> it's like that's you just don't get it do you, you don't get die rolling i think it might be three wounds but even that's, still, that's like, less than they're both still average less. independently like it's oh my it's God. still less this is for like the really tame people that oh no i don't trust my d6 roll i'll just stay here and not shoot anyone <laughs> you know that's not the orc way it's max throttle all day every day pedal to the metal baby that thing's terrible i hate it yeah that thing's terrible and it, it's not a very nice model in my opinion like it's Orcs should definitely be, um, you know, like rickety, apocalyptic future, um, Mad Maxian style, which is great. However, this thing is like really curvy. It's like a children's toy combined with that idea. It, it doesn't look nice. What? It's too curvy. It's too large. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Mech guns. Mech guns are the final unit I want to discuss about the Orc Codex before we put it to bed forever until we mention it anecdotally in the future. Because yeah. there's definitely some funny stuff coming. <laughs> Like, I'm going to have a great laugh with this codex. It's going to be <laughs> um, The Meg Gun. Everyone is talking about the Tractor Cannon. Tractor Cannon is the auto-hitting range 48 inches, heavy one, strength A, AP minus two, damage D6. Versus a flyer, um, you roll 2D6 for the damage, and it when it is destroyed, it automatically explodes. It automatically crashes and burns. Uh, Which is pretty great. What? Hold on. And uh, I just want to talk about the custom Mega Cannon next to it. Custom Mega Cannon is range 36, heavy D6 shots. Mega Guns are BS4 plus, by the way. So that's 3.5 shots, uh, which becomes 1.25 hits. Yep. Strength 8, AP minus 3, damage D6, uh, and on a hit roll of 1, you wound yourself. Okay. Okay. Uh, so it's 1 better AP. Yep. 12 inch less range. Yep. 0.25 more hits. Yeah. So the difference between them is pretty neg negligible. The no, tractor cannon... That's 1.75 hits. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry. 1.75. Yeah, that, yeah. that is that is bigger so difference. it's nearly double the hits. It's nearly double the hits. Um, and if it's a uh, death skulls, you get a re-roll. So, yeah. you know, that doesn't affect the tractor cannon. Okay, I guess it re-rolls wounds. So we'll ignore that. We'll ignore that. Um... So the tractor cannon really comes into its own in two examples. A versus flyers, obviously. It's just going to be better. Because mm. flyers will get minus one to hit anyway, so you're up against it. So it's great versus flyers. The other option is against enemies with the fucking hit modifier bullshit. Yeah. Because as soon as you put a hit modifier on, this gun becomes better. Even though it's one thing, this becomes better. Um, It's just... <sighs> Oh, maybe it doesn't with minus one. Minus two, it does. But, say, yeah. Tractor cannon just seems to be significantly better. And it's cheaper. Is it? It's cheaper. What? And what makes this absolutely hilarious is because I really like the way it lines up against certain matches. Yeah. So against Eldar, one of the ways that the Eldar can kind of bullshit you around is by hiding in a transport so you can't damage their units like Dark Reapers, Dire Avengers, whatever they're using, you know, and then they just pop out in their turn, shoot, shoot to kill, normally knock out their value of points, you know? Yeah. The Tractor Cannon just shits all over it, <laughs> which is amazing, which I really love because the Orcs, and everyone kind of complained about it because they're saying, again, this this is the problem. Nobody looks in isolation. Everyone looks at the Orc Codex as if Orcs are just something supplementary to any other army. 
Like they all forget that orcs have to be taken in isolation. They all forget that Tyranids have to be taken in isolation. Tyranids are actually Tyranids are surprisingly flexible. Oh yeah, Gene Steeler cult then through to guard. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And they get the fucking shite battalion. <laughs> Fuck. It's <laughs> a loyal thirty two. Loyal thirty two. Not so loyal. Loyal to the three armed emperor or four armed emperor. Um Sorry, continue. Yeah, it, it's definitely an interesting way to take turns. Anyway, so the mech gun, uh, tractor cannon, what I really love about it is it just shits on minus one to hit, which is amazing. Uh, flyers, I still hate flyers because in 7th edition you could only ever hit a flyer on a roll of a six, which is just fucking stupid, and especially because some flyers were tough as balls and packed as much armaments as a land trader. I'm looking at you, Storm Ravens. <laughs> you know? Oh, and you can only hit them on sixes without specialist weaponry. And it also meant you had to buy specialist weaponry for your army because you couldn't just sit down and play. And they ruined so many games for me. Sorry, is, just saying. This is possibly where the Orcs do come in into the meta, actually. If they can bully Eldar. Yeah, well, that's the interesting thing. Because if they can bully Eldar out of the meta, which I think they can. So I think Orcs might enter in that way, but then they're hard-blocked by Tau and knights, and then knights are hard blocked by Tau. So Tau should be king of that little triangle. We keep saying this, like, Tau should do better. Should be better. Should be better. I think it's just people aren't bringing enough fire warriors. Yeah. Too many riptides, not enough fire warriors. Yeah. One riptide, the rest is fire warriors and fire, three blades, whatever they're called. Um, yes, and mech, mech guns are awesome. And I would like to spoil something from my army is I have two mech guns. One is a tractor cannon. <laughs> Just because my regular opponent is Eldar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of the fucking minus one to hit. I'm tired of it. Um, the other gun is the bubble chucker. <gasps> the the bubble chucker is so amazing. I love the bubble chucker. Um, this is Orcs in the olden days and again i'm gonna go on to another topic from freewheeling but it's so important to me uh the bubble trucker and the shock attack gun are the two very important things here so the bubble trucker you roll 46 every time you fire this weapon you choose the target you roll 46 then you take it in turns with your opponent picking what each statistic is so you let's say you roll uh a six, a four, a four, and a one, right? So you yep. say, okay, I've shot at Space Marines. I want the damage to be one. He then says, hmm, I want the AP to be AP minus six because AP minus four, you know, it's still going to get rid of the Space Marine save. So then you say it's strength with four shots. Like you fill in the blanks with your dice. So it goes your turn, enemy's turn to pick, your turn. Which um, is really <clears> cool. And it's referred to as a game within a game. Which is amazing. I really love this. It's so fun. You actually have to think about what you're doing. So like, you know, if you've got like a three, a three, a two, and a one, you really have to think like, oh, fuck, where do I put the one, you know? <laughs> like, do I put it in damage? Like, say you shoot a vehicle, you know, do I take the strength as one because I'm only on sixes anyway? Like, yeah. where, do I, where do I put it? So it's really cool. I uh, really like that. And then the shock attack gun. Shock attack gun. It saddens me. I do have one. It's Will you ever field shots. it? Sorry? Will you ever field it? Unlikely. I used to have the old metal one, but sadly it got royally, and I mean royally, <laughs> cramped. <laughs> like, uh, it used to be, you had like um, 
the barrel of it was just like a three-pronged piece connected by like a spoke in the middle. Was that the one with the like 2D6 um, with like a shit ton of different variables of what would happen depending on what you rolled? Yes. Such as firing the user at the location. You used to fire the mech instead. You'd like leave the gun behind and fire the mech. Uh, And there's all different stuff like you'd fire a grot and what the grot would do, like the grot would either explode, embed itself in an enemy. Because it basically teleports a grot into another part of space and it can either cause like a black hole or the grot just gets stuck in someone. The grot just explodes into a mess of gore which doesn't really hurt anyone. (laughs) <laughs> or you fire the mech which is absolutely <laughs> hilarious and the mech i think the mech used to just end up in close combat with the unit i don't think it died i think the mech just teleported it either back. ended up in close combat or it turned up and had a large blast which included itself and if it survived it was in close combat oh yeah it used to blow it with blasts and all that yeah. sort of stuff now it's just strength 2d6 damage d6 heavy d6 oh and if the strength is over 11 it does uh d3 mortal wounds well, that's shit. Like, it, it's still fun. It's still dice. I do like yeah. rolling dice. But compared to that awesome table of flavor that we've just lost, and I know, you know, speaking strictly about gameplay here, I like 8th edition's gameplay. I really do. I think it's fast improvement over 7th. But I think, excuse me, we've lost <laughs> so much of kind of, the complexity but in terms of fluff like i don't mind losing all the stuff invisible and all these fucking shite rules of like oh to assault someone you have to be jumping on your foot and dancing backwards and all that sort of stuff you know all that rigmarole i miss the stuff like the shock attack gun where you just had a table of really cool things i miss the vehicle damage table because it meant like a lehman rust could be there you know its tank track has been shot off one of its guns has been impacted it can't use it anymore it's just waggling a heavy bolt of spons in its main turret around holding its position it's just getting outflanked uh henry bracketing does the same thing sorry but bracketing does the same thing yeah it does the same thing but you know (laughs) head cannon was so awesome like i remember so many times i'd have a vehicle that just gets immobilized or like its main gun gets taken out like it's a vindicator and the vindicated gun gets taken out. You're like, what the fuck do I do now? You're just like driving it into FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> it was just awesome. So I created good. more interesting situations. Yeah, and like all the, the fluff, the imagination, the depth of lore, you know, it was beautiful. And it was especially there with the Orcs. I don't think the Orcs have lost that much, to be honest, coming to eight. I don't They're think they've lost. Very flavorful. Very flavorful. They've gained a lot as well. Don't get me wrong, like Daka Daka is great. Um, keep in order. Well, that used to be there, but I think it was called something different. It might might have been keeping order. But um, you know, here we go, all that sort of stuff. It's great. It is, it is good stuff. Um But the lack of flavor. Lacking of flavor law. Oh. Uh, is the law not good? <sighs> it's really disappointing. It's really disappointing because it's, again, just copy and paste stuff from previous editions of the Orc book. The only edition is a really beautiful bit of artwork for Gork and Mork. Um, It does have the picture of the old fourth edition Codex cover, which was awesome. Filled me full of nostalgia. I was like, yeah, because I love that Codex. Which one was it? What was that picture? It's the one where you got like a war boss, like raising his axe along a huge 
boys. It's kind of like orangey hue. They've got red armor. <clears throat> I think I remember that, yeah. It was amazing. So good. I love that cover. Anyway, um, you know, and it has all the stuff like the clan cultures that go through the clans. What, what, is, what is the story of the clans? And then, <coughs> excuse me. Then The only bit about 8th edition storyline that I can find, maybe I've, I've skim-read it a little bit, you know, I, I think maybe I've missed some. Mm. But the only bit I can find is that it says that the Cicatrix Maledictum, all the orcs saw it as the galaxy rent itself into demons, chaos, pouring through into the Materium. Beautiful purple lights. <laughs> They believed it to be the grin of Gork. Right? That's cool. That's cool. Now, hold on. Hold your horses. Yeah. Because I noticed as I read this, I was nearing the bottom of the page. <laughs> and I knew that the next bit was not about it. And all it says is they see that it's the grin of Gork. And they think, hell yeah, this is a religious sign. And then it just kind of says, and lots of orcs have gone into the war. That's it. But What's like, Gazzy doing? We still don't know. I haven't actually read Gazzy's bit, but because he hasn't got a new... Or is it... <clears throat> the internet went there. I'm guessing you were saying that because he hasn't got a new model, you weren't interested? Yeah, internet went again, but <laughs> no yep. new law. No new law. I'm assuming. He might do. But everyone else hasn't got it. So. See, we've got in like other codices, they were saying how the orcs have gotten livelier. And that's a nice way of explaining why, but I'd also like them to say in this codex, the orcs are getting livelier. As it is the yeah. orc codex. And this brings me to why I should... Codex. Why you should what? Why I should have written the codex for eight. For orcs. Look, it would have been 18 pages of war being scribbled out in crayon, and damn it, it would have been flavorable. <laughs> it would have been palatable. Fucking yeah. law would palatable. I think um, we were just spoiled by the Tau Codex, if we're honest. To be honest, I knew as soon as they went of the Death Killer War Trike and the six, the five other vehicles, I knew the time of the orc. Hello? I'll have to say that again. The internet died once more. It was the what of the orc? Oh, God. It was the time of the orc. It was oh. not the time of the orc because of the Death Killer War Trike and all the other guys. Don't get me wrong, I have a Death Killer War Trike. I've built it. I'm really fucking psyched to use it. <laughs> oh my god, I've got a tickling cough like you here. Um, <laughs> you you will have a curse. I made fun of him and now, now it's on my head. <laughs> um, but yeah, the law should have been this is the time of the orc. Perium is in chaos. They are having to fight chaos within, without. It is truly an insane time. And Alan and I have talked a lot about the law because we we are so passionate about the law. I don't think it comes across too much in the episodes. Uh, maybe the Tau one because we really went into it. Oh, yeah. But we are so passionate about the law. Uh, it's so important. And it's real shame when you see opportunities missed, kind of like we're talking about uh, with end times as well. So yeah. it should have been the time of the orc because the imperium is having to deal with its own shit the enemies of the border the wolves are at the gates orcs should have been like okay fuck it the universe is now a greater playground than ever there is yeah. more 
than ever. There are demons, there are chaos. The grin of Gork is literally in the universe. Gork has materialized. No longer is this just a holy war just milling around, you know, trying to cause as much chaos as possible. <coughs> oh, God. <laughs> we now have a sign from our God that this is orc time. And Gazi should have let out the mightiest across the whole fucking galaxy. Orcs should have been clamoring to get inside rickety ships, ramshackle boosters, firing out into space in all sorts of directions, declaring the mightiest amount of war, thudding the entire galaxy with heavy, dense munitions. They should have been flying into the warp in holy crusades, taking the fucking fight to chaos. The Imperium should have been taking note of how much dick-kicking the orcs were doing in the warp. Like It should have been like a really cool moment when Inquisitor is like making a, a small kind of report, a kind of mention to the Highlands of Terror, like, this is kind of worrying how much the orcs are getting stuck into the warp. Like, they are fully going for it. You know, uh, all the, the great warlords should have been moving. There should have been a huge amount of Hello? Oh, what a shame. Hello? <laughs> there should have been a huge amount of... And then you cut out. Ah. Uh, yeah, there should have been a, a huge amount of mobility. So, you know, the um, arch... Arc and arc, oh, fuck it. Arsonist. Is it arch <laughs> arsonist? I don't know. The arch arsonist of Caradon, or name is... Um, you know, who's got a larger war than Gazi... That should have just gone fucking crazy. And then there should be a really cool, um, you know, what is the orc physiology reacting to the warp taint? And I would have loved to have seen it, that because orcs have a really high metabolism, really high rate of repair, um, that any bodies, you know, any kind of tissue in their body that becomes mutated, the body would actually then fight and destroy so the orcs are really resistant to mutation. However, when they were going into the war, because it was such concentrated chaos, you were getting chaos orcs. And then the orcs were fighting amongst each other. You know, some of them were mutating, some of them were going crazy for corn, you know. Or, instead of all of that, they learn how to build the Formula One car. Yeah, that's a great substitute. Yep. <laughs> you know, and I, I think they really could have set this up perfectly so that the orcs were going for chaos and then the imperium kind of has free license and as well so then they didn't have to go oh no boot gilliman has to magic up another salute you know just, like, which have, he would or even just have the octaris sector explode have something happen there well which, that's what i was gonna say but... i mean alan and i were talking about this a lot before orcs came out we're like okay we're really expecting octavius to kick off because this is meant to be orcs versus tyrannids there's a lot of rumors going on the orcs were going to win this. In the orc codex, we're going to see the conclusion to this war. And this had huge implications for the orcs because for decades they've just been fighting Tyranids in out, which meant the orcs have grown very, very big, very, very tough because they, <coughs> oh God, <laughs> you know, they've dieted on war for years and that makes orcs bigger, that makes them stronger, that makes them harder, fucking noblier. And the Tyranids were also growing because they're getting biomass. So for all the orcs that were growing in the 
the caverns and the the crevices and you know nooks and crannies you know where these orc fungaloid <laughs> spores were developing into new orcs it was all getting consumed so the tyrians were growing more and more with biomass and the the more the tyrians grew with biomass the more orcs were charging into the system like holy shit we can get a good fucking scrap on here or zog may this is a good one um you know, Tyrion is going huge. deadlier. Like it's just an amazingly awesome war, which I'm glad they didn't resolve. To be, if I'm honest, because it's more awesome this way than being resolved. It is, and it isn't. I would love to. I'm afraid we'll never get the end to that. I, that statement. Yeah, we won't there. Get <laughs> you would love but to see. What? I would like the orcs to win. Yeah. Now, okay, I'm biased, but I think it's more interesting if the orcs win because if the Tyrians win it, it's just another. Oh look another big high fleet. I, I think actually the way they could make it work if the Tyranids won, if they brought out a whole bunch of new models and that was like the reason why they can go like, hey look, here's all the stuff that came about as a result of this uh, war. Like if they wanted yeah, to launch a new that. line of models, that would be the way to do it, I think. It would yeah. certainly be interesting, but I again, I you know if the Orcs won it though, it has far greater implications for the race of orcs. Yeah, yeah. Because it'd be like, okay, shit, there's a whole strain of orc that is now incredibly strong. And don't forget that the more war energy there is, the more orcs there are, the more likely we are to see a prime orc. And that's all what should have been in the Codex. It should have been, yeah, there is this war spreading like wildfire across the universe. The war energy is building, you know capitulating into this fantastic resonating power of green energy instead it's just the orcs are here hey they built a formula one they, they're they're already here they built a formula one <laughs> look at them go as is you right. missed your opportunity so hard gw make it the greatest win of eighth and they had so long to do it yeah and they they built it up, they built it up, they built it up, they put it off, they put it off. Oh, get excited for October, get excited for October. It's actually November. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I don't care too much about the date, but it's six new models that I'm not entirely thrilled with. You know, I love the Death Killer War Trike, I love the Mecha Jet, Scrap Jet, or whatever it's called. Um, I really like that, but, you know, there's no lore advancement. And when you have someone as shitey as Raboot Gilliman dancing around, wearing a thimble on his head and waving the Emperor's sword, and then you have Orcs where it's like, hey, have a copy-paste from last edition. Hey, GW, I, I don't know, I got a crazy idea. How about you actually hire a f writer to write the next fucking Codex instead of a fucking copy-paste machine? You know? <laughs> It's like you could do so much interesting stuff without having to change your do any of that. You know, the law is entirely fictional. You can go as far as you want with the law, and they don't seem to understand that. They're like, no, we must keep it in this tightly wrapped package. Gasgol is still leaving Armageddon. Reboot Gilliman fucking tossed off the Chaos Gods. He fucking destroyed them. The Indomitus Crusade just wiped out all the Imperium's problems in 112 years, and yet Gasgol hasn't left a fucking planet yet. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry, he's left a planet, but he's it's... not done anything. Look, orcs aren't known for doing things, clearly. Like, they're just, you know... They're not, not even known for they're fighting, thinkers, really. They're thinkers, the great orc philosophers, who all like to chill out and do fuck orc all. Orcomedes, yeah, Orcomedes. Orcomedes. 
<laughs> See, but th that's the guy that invented the teleporters for Gassy. And there is something that's cool in this book, and it kind of mentions it in a few places, which might have been a copy-paste from last edition because I didn't read all the last edition one because it was copy and paste from the one before, so I don't waste my time. Um, <laughs> but they do kind of make special mention of the fact that actually you have really great knowledge of teleportation weaponry. Mm. Uh, but it's just that the orcs find it. I think it's in the big mech guns, uh, like lore bit, because uh, mech guns are fucking awesome, like from every point of view, lore points models other than the actual monetary cost they're amazing and yeah just in their law section it kind of covers the fact that uh you know the orcs are masters of teleportation and they could use this to devastating effect if they kind of comprehended what they could do with it <laughs> so <laughs> you have you have some amazing orcs where they'll just strap a load of rockets to a moon and smash the moon into another planet because it's really fucking entertaining. <laughs> and it's kind of the same thing with the teleportation technology. Like, So instead of using you know, teleportation technology to crush a load of troops with their own lander, mm. instead they just lift one guy up in the air, teleport it up and flat, you know? Or just they find out more amusing. things through teleporters. Or find cross through things, you know? Yeah, the shock attack gun, if you made that massive and made it into, like, scrap or munitions, you know, it'd be crazy. Just teleport a moon to inside a planet. Boom, oh, yeah. Job done. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. But the orcs don't, you know, they don't really see that far. Also, that would be possibly less fun than just smashing the moon into it. You have to understand. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's all about, you know, what's fun. Yeah. And in many ways, the orcs are so awesome because the orcs are pragmatic, Right, it's all just sensible stuff. Might makes right. Uh, we smash stuff. Stuff is good. Yeah, and smashing is fun. They, they, their society is very simple, but it works. It's functional, uh, and it can just spread everywhere. And they do kind of talk about this in the codex, but again, this is old, old law which they've just hoisted off and printed again, uh, and charged you for it. Um, not, not happy about this, <laughs> but. You know, back in the old law, it was just kind of how, um, you know, all orcs kind of understood their place within the world. And there's none of this sort of be, there's none of this, but what if we do this? And all this procrastination and stagnation of other races doesn't affect orcs because they simply just get on with it. Yeah. And that's so cool. Like, they, you know, instead of thinking, why do I attach pipe to rock to bash stuff? It's just attach rock to bite to pipe, smash stuff. You know, you don't think why. You never think why. You just do. And to anyone asking what happens in a case where an orc society isn't actively doing something, say it's got nothing to fight, then it either fires off to a new planet or fights itself. Like, it's very simple. <laughs> like, there just isn't inactivity. Yeah. Even so when they good. fly off, they're going to be fighting each other on the way. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Fighting pits are where the teeth, teeth are to be made. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in just kind of... Grand summation of the York Codex, it really is just like a, a small fart on a tightly packed train. Law-wise. Law-wise. Rules-wise. Hello there, tiger. On Very a train. interesting. On a, on a train. On a fucking freight train. Right. There are no brakes. <laughs> news section. News time. Do you have any news items you'd da, like to bring up? Da, 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 da. <laughs> News section. <coughs> Breaking news. The thrilling reporters. Us. 
Right. Austin De La Hoya. And Ted. And Magneto Ted Core. As is, do you have any news items to discuss? I don't think so. Excellent. Da, 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 da. That's it. No, that's not it for the news section. I have news. Okay. One of which is actual news. One of which is just an inter- entertaining discussion. So there was a post on the Warhammer Competitive uh, subreddit, which is, uh, which too expensive to take at the moment unit do you hope to get a points reduction in chapter approved 2019? Uh, do you most hope to get a points reduction? So basically, what is the most overcosted? And the single most upvoted reply is Terminators. Which, because we're going to go through a couple of these. Um, I agree, Terminators, like, they, they, a points reduction would help them, but also they suffer from this really weird thing of they don't have a job to do, really. Yeah, they're great at, like, crumping other elite infantry, but that doesn't really happen ever. Yeah. And maybe we have the... Actually, they line up very, very well against Meganob. Storm shields and thunder hammers, so maybe they'll come into the meta. Oh yeah, like the close combat variants, but like the the shooty terminators, what are they for? Like they don't. Yeah, do they're terrible. They've they've always been terrible. Yeah, because it's it's not twice the amount of shooting per point than space marines. Uh, and it's only a little bit more durability. Yeah, like it's right, negligible. The, the top comment for this was basically someone saying, you know. Um, I'd rather see them get tougher, like an extra wound or a one-plus armor save. Um, but th- that's complications with Nurgle Terminators. That's all fair enough. Then the second most updated comment is, you should be able to embark Marines inside Terminators. They can hide in the giant gaping mouth in the guy's chest. guy's <laughs> 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 sniffing his glue. I love that man. He's getting high on his own supply. Like what? <laughs> like they could just get inside their chest mouths, you know? <laughs> like why can't they just embark? Why can't we all just embark? <laughs> like you know, like think of like the gameplay implications. Like what is this? Like are you going to be marching terms to the field and disembark marines? Are you deep striking them to have marines disembark from them? <laughs> like you know, somebody's going to do conversion. Terminator with a baby carrier with a full-on space marine. <laughs> they did. It's the Grey Knight Stomper baby carrier. Yeah. Right, really other units. Terminator though. <laughs> <laughs> I think that guy was talking about Death Guard, but yeah, because he didn't specify it, it's the best <laughs> comment ever. Yeah. <laughs> what? what? I, had, <clears throat> I had a hearty laugh when I first read it. I waited. I told Henry about it. We both had a hearty laugh about it. I've brought it up again now, and I've had another hearty laugh. That guy knew what he was doing. Um, the second most upvoted so. comment is the Grey Knights Codex. He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Catafron destroyers their admech things. Yeah. Are they like the big like track robots? Yes. Yeah. With the Haven't they got a lot of data of criminals? Uh, depends on what they are. Does it say destroyers? Yeah, destroyers. Uh. I mean, they're pretty good. They can either take ca- uh, plasma cannons or, like, pseudo-las cannons. That's not bad. Heavy torsion cannons. But the problem is, is they have BS4+, plus, which everyone is really upset about because it's three models, so uh, three shots. Uh, I, I guess you then have to, you like, have to run call then, which, like, ups yeah, their cost no, dramatically. You, 
you have to take um the Castellan robots. Is that what they are? I know Castellan's. No, I think it is. There's well, there's a Castellan. I know oh, that it's much. Castellan with K, yeah. Oh god, are they both with K? No. Catacron <laughs> has a K. Castellan has yeah, a K. Castellan. Yeah, you, you take it, Castellan. You take it with the Martian robots, and then you use a stratagem where they both get plus one to hit. Mm. So it becomes hitting on threes, which is slightly better, and it is pretty darn powerful because it is like strength ten. Yeah, um, the problem is is that is that durability really means no. I think that's why they're bad because yeah. they're toughness five with three wounds, but durability really does not mean much. Yeah, like th that's just not that tough for how much they cost. That's fair enough. Um, then we have someone listing just a bunch of space marine things, which fair enough. A lot of space marine stuff is kind of overcosted. Um. Yeah, but that's because it's an old codex. Don't worry, it's coming up yeah, yeah. very soon, I'm sure. Before we see a sister's codex, I'm sure we'll see another Space Marine one. Probably, actually. That's alarming to think of, but probably. Yeah, it sounds uh, like hotcakes. Redemptor Dreads. Redemptors definitely need a, pi a price drop. Yeah, that's the primary Dreadnought. Yeah. I like What's the look the of the model. I do like the look of the model. Terrible uh, actual gameplay. Yeah, Tower Crisis suits definitely need points reduction. Yep. Stomper. Stomper yep. needs a points reduction. I, I, don't think, I don't think the Stomper ever has to be competitive, just saying. Yeah. But it needs a points reduction. Yeah. Like, if it was 650 points, I don't think you'd take it even still. I, I mean, maybe you'd take at it. At that point, I, I reckon you maybe take it. Yeah, maybe you do take it at that point. Yeah. Sorry, got sidetracked. Uh, so Necrons in general, some Tyranid monsters. Like other stuff is less interesting. The main reason why I wanted to bring that up is Crisis Suits are still an issue, which needs resolving. Necrons definitely need resolving. Redemptor Dreads, please just make them cheaper. And that goddamn hero asking for Marines to be able to embark inside Terminators. <laughs> that dude is a hero. <laughs> Amazing. Right, right the other the bit of news. Ba -ba, ba -ba, ba -ba. News flash. With the um, Blackstone Fortress thing, they've oh. released a bit of information which I guessed. Now, I don't think this is so much me being a genius as the people who did the models for this are very good at their job. And that's when it comes to the robot. Robot. That robot is not actually... An Imperial robot. It is one of the men of iron from the Dark Age of Technology. That's awesome. Yep. That's really awesome. And it's spent this time impersonating, um, pretending to be um, just a piece of, uh, just a robot created by some um, high tech priest, due to <laughs> some Dominus tech priest. <laughs> and that's how he's gotten by in this time. And he's snuck, he's got to the Blackstone Fortress and he's trying to find out its secrets because he finds a sort of a kindred spirit with it. They even put the like Imperial Eagle on the wrong side. Because it's usually on like the left hand chest piece, whereas with him it's on the right. Which I <coughs> Oh god. I find to be a cool, like little twist. And a lot of people are now, like, theorizing, oh, what, are we going to get, like, a full army? Are we going to get a full army of these things? I doubt it. would be cool, though. It would be cool. I like the aesthetics of that guy. Yeah. And like, the they did a fantastic work. job of making it look old for 40k. Yeah. 
which is why I make it look like fifties design. Yeah, <laughs> it's the way to do it. But with forty k, uh, sorry, Blackstone Fortress, the artwork for it is fucking awesome, and the like little theatrical trailer that they released where they show a bit of artwork, a bit of the models. Uh, Alan, you said that you didn't like it. Uh, I, I one don't thing think that... it's a very good trailer, especially if you compare it to Wrath and Rapture, which was just insane screaming from me. It, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. But mainly the the end line. Yeah. Um, but with Blackstone Fortress, the thing that I really liked about it was the music was really kind of strange, but in a very large and empty way. <laughs> and that really felt awesome because it, it was like the Blackstone Fortress is alien tech because it is um but also with like it tied in really nicely with the artwork we got going on there yeah uh, i'm not sure how excited i am for black so fortune i don't think i'll pick it up i it just doesn't really appeal to me like like we said before if you're going to do an rpg i think you have to have your character able to be created like yeah. from Grana, and nothing stops you from doing that you know you can just do that and do your own profiles and all that sort of stuff and that's not a problem um but then the gameplay has to be really watertight and it because if you're just going to play an RPG style game, again, I would either play Necromunda or Dark Heresy. Yeah. Or if you want a quick idea. game, you play Kill Team, as as we said last week. Right. As it, I believe that wraps up the news section. I haven't really got anything else to add. Um, there's the Battle Force boxes, which we haven't discussed on air, but some of them look to be like their fantastic value. Some of them look to be fantastic value. Some of them look like absolute wank. Like yeah. if they're all the same cost, some of them are wank. Well, I, I think find... the... there's actually the, um... the Admech one. The Admech one is basically the fifty pound set, plus uh, some of the priests, plus some of the Castellan robots. I have Castellan a Battle Force robots. Breakdowns price guide. Um, right. This is based on the US prices. Oh God. Yeah. Get ready. Uh, some okay. of them are insane, such as the Seraphon. Which I I didn't know what that was. It's Lizardmen. Lizardmen. Um, the base price, like they from last year, was about one hundred and seventy dollars, so about three thousand Australian dollars um, for one of these battle forces. And if we're assuming it's the same price, the total cost of what is in the Lizardmen box is three hundred and eighty dollars, saving you two hundred and ten. That's insane. That's mad. That is mad. Yeah. Let's go to 40k. Right, the Primaris Interdiction Force, that's the one with the Repulsor and the uh, Interceptors, Interceptors and Reavers, etc. Yep. That one you'll save about $115. The other one with the Redemptor Dreadnought, you save like $75. Which, like, that's just I, getting, that's getting very on. little saving right there. Well, $75 is quite a lot. It is, <laughs> I know like about a, you, a box cool. of uh, intercessors is $60. Yeah. So it's like 30 quid saving, which is a lot, but... Yeah. I mean, Admech, you're getting an $80 saving. The Death yeah, Guard one, $80 saving. Craftworld one, which is the one which has a Wraith Knight in there, yep. randomly. Yep. Yep. How much That's do you reckon... How much saving do you reckon on that? I reckon it's going to be 130. 107.25 cents. I was going to think there's going to be a lot more of a saving because of the Wraith Knight, but apparently the rest yeah. of it just isn't that expensive. I think the heroes are pretty cheap for Eldar, some of them. Um, and 
I mean, a saving is a saving at it the is, end of the day. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a saving. But it's kind of, you have to pay, like, if, if everything that you want is in that box, yeah. brilliant. Uh, but if, if there's something you don't want in that box, it's probably going to annihilate the saving you'd get if you just bought the other things. Well, you can sell on eBay, but again, I mean, yes. you know, but then that's extra work. Like, you're better, you know, in all honesty, you're better, like, getting it off a discount site or getting just all your stuff off a discount site. And yeah. The only thing about discount sites, because I see a lot of people like, how dare you not support GW? GW will fail unless you buy directly from them. No. No, no, no. GW will not fail because GW sells these to the retailers. The only thing that GW loses out on is local gaming stores. So that's that's why I implore you to go to your local gaming store and just buy a couple things every now and then. But the majority of like your bulk stuff, like when you've got to get like a whole load of scenery, buy it from a discount site. Yeah. Like just be sensible there. But do also support your store, you know, especially if you go there for gaming, you know, and other stuff, you know, use their lights, their electricity for free. You know, support you guys. Unless you've got a dick of a store manager. I actually got banned from <laughs> <laughs> fun story. I actually got banned. Um speak of the devil for trading. Uh, Space Marines for Orcs. I got banned from a store. <laughs> because, alright, there's a guy there, and I knew he had some, he had his hands on some Orcs brutes. <laughs> and he was saying that he wanted to get into Space Marines. And so I sort of approached him on the sly, you know what I'm saying? You know, slip him a wiggle. Um, very appreciative. And <laughs> yeah, I, ba I basically said to him, you know, like, yeah, just... Just me and him. The store manager couldn't hear. This was the official site, by the way. Um, you know, I just said, look, I know you want space brains. I want your orcs. Let's just sort out a trade deal, you know. And any difference, you know, if, if I've got too many space brains or you've got too many orcs, whatever, we just send it with cash, right? And as a result, we both got away with, like, £150 worth of orcs or space brains, whatever, for, like, just trading, which we didn't want. Like, this was my old Space Marine army. It was all, like, made and all that sort of stuff. I played with it. I, you know, done a lot of stuff, taking some of it to the tournament. Um, and it, perfect. Okay, great. Nobody knows. Nobody's none the wiser. And just as I'm leaving the shop, he's like, hey, when we do that trade, do you want me to email you? <laughs> Fuck. And the store manager was like, uh, are you trading models? And I was like, yeah, I am. And he's like, oh, how dare you you know that's so disloyal you know i'm in here and uh you guys aren't paying you know prices for your stuff i said look mate i already bought it once you know i'm not buying the shit again i'm not using this stuff i've spent thousands on warhammer <laughs> over the years like this is this was another thing that pissed me off with fantasy because i asked it was the same guy as well i was like can i use my fantasy army me and my mate come in both got fantasy armies can we just play fantasy because once Age of Sigma released, he said, no, you can't do that. I was like, well, I've got like 600 quids worth of fantasy. Like that should buy me entry to your table, for fuck's sake, you know? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and this whole thing, and then he's like, banned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I got banned for dealing in orcs and space marines. <laughs> but now we have a new guy at your local who's amazing, and we love him. Yeah. And like twice now, he has been a silver-tongued devil when we've walked in for paints and oh, left sake. in debt. Fuck's sake, it's so bad. It's like, oh, I just want to get some red paint. You know what go great with the paint? 
No, go on. <laughs> a brand new stomper. I've already got one, but... Legitimately, I... we walked in there for paints and we left with the Kill Team rule book, two Kill Team boxes of, like, Kill Teams, a bunch of terrain and some other stuff and not the paint. But hold on. <laughs> I think we've mentioned this twice now. Yeah. But the thing was, was that we came away with so much, like, cheaply as well. Like, I was amazed at how cheap. I think we got rule book... Kill Team Squad and Scenery for like 60 quid. It was more for, than that. For, for war, that was my bit. For, for yeah. Warhammer. Yeah, that's that's bloody cheap. Right, sure. um, As is, if, if, we have, if we have nothing more to discuss, shall we end it there? Do, do we have any idea of what we're discussing next week or do we have to work it out between now and then? I think the universe will provide. <laughs> Somehow, we will gain a topic. As is, thank you everyone for listening. Good night.